Sessions with Sophia. And today our guest is the beautiful Brianda, who is the host of Bible Stories with Brianda. <laughs> Hey, that's good. Hi, I love the fit. I told you, okay, for your for your watchers, listeners, Twitchers. I don't know. I'm very new to Twitch. If you want to like okay. help me out with that, Sophia, like yeah. I like I need help getting in the the streaming world. But mm -hmm. um, for those streaming, I had Sophia was kind enough to move our our conversation a couple hours. I know you're over there in the UK. I'm in New York, but thank you so much for making that possible. If you're wondering, I'm wearing a Santa suit because I got a really great guest today for our, um, every month we have a guest and our December guest is crazy busy. And she confirmed the day before. So no. I was like, no, I had already confirmed you. And anyways, that's why I'm dressed like this. Cause I just came back from, from that little gig. Anyways. Yeah. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Um, can you do me a favor? I think, am I echoing? No, no, I'm good now. I thought I was echoing. Okay, thank you so much for coming here. We're so excited to have you. I'm so excited. I love it. You're, are you in the Christmas spirit? I can, I can see that you are. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a great month. Great. We're celebrating Jesus's birth, even though he was not born. Yeah. Okay, so we, I love your podcast. I've shared your podcast with many people that I know. And it's funny because I, I had a spirit medium on here a few weeks ago. And that when I was researching for his interview, your podcast popped up. I don't know if you've done an episode on spirits or something, but it just, I think the keywords, it popped up and I was like, wow, this is so different. Cool. Oh, that's, I mean, I used to have a show called Super Trip Talk, which was a lot more um, universally, like, uh, I don't even want to call it like, the Christians call it worldly, but that won't make sense for people who are non-believers. Worldly means more like new agey. So okay. my other show is a little bit more new age centered, unlike my Bible show now, my holy Bible show. Uh, but what guest was it? What was your first introduction to to my to my podcast? No, it wasn't a guest. I, I just watched you solo. Oh, whoa. Okay, cool. Yeah. Guest. That's no, no, I was searching for a guest that I had who's a spirit medium, and that's how I found your video. So, Sophia, how, okay, so are you a Christian? Are you, what's, I would love to know more about you. I'm, I, I should have done more research. My, I'm sorry, but we, we're getting to know each other now. <laughs> so I grew up Orthodox. However, I'm not a practicing Orthodox anymore. Um, my mother's side of the family is like Muslim. Um, so I grew up in a very mixed household, like very like accepting to all religions, whether it's Sikh, Hindu, Muslim, Christianity, whatever, you know, um, it's accepted. What about you? I don't know your earlier, <laughs> earlier uh, life. Did you grow up uh, in a Christian household? No, not at all. No, there was no religion in my house. I, both my parents, my dad grew up a poor kid in DR. They're both in the Dominican Republic in the Caribbean. And the Dominican Republic, and for that, for that, like most developing countries for that matter, in the Caribbean are Christian. Uh, mm -hmm. So I guess there's always this underpinning of God through Christism in the Caribbean islands. So that's where my parents were kind of raised. My mom was raised as a Seventh Day Adventist, and then she mm -hmm. left the church at like 1819 after her mom died. 
And then she came to this country and completely just dropped it. She dropped all of it when she came to America. I'm talking about like Adventists aren't even allowed there. It's a pretty, it's a pretty conservative, traditional sect, like traditionalist sect of Christianity. And she just completely rebelled against that. And that's what I got. That's the mom that I got. So uh, I was raised in a really secular home, but I did have like curiosity surrounding mortality consciousness mm. and death. Even as a kid, um, it's coming up now more in therapy. I actually have therapy right after our conversation. Uh, how often I thought about death as a child. And I think that's why I was more, I was so like curious about theology, philosophy, uh, things of that nature. I was curious around things of free will. Uh, I remember as a kid, I, I asked myself, like, I would do something like, let's just say I drop a pencil. I would say, did I do that or God? Did I do that or God? Or what is God? And I was adamant. I, I was adamant on the uh, non-existence of a God. So I was an atheist for, I, I was more so agnostic and just clueless as a child up until mm -hmm. I was like 17, 18. And from 18 to 24-ish, 25-ish, I was an atheist, an atheist activist. So wow. I was reading the Bible not so that I could uh, receive the word, but so that I could refute it. Mm -hmm. So that I could like, oh, I mean, okay. forgive me. That's probably one of my deep, and I've sinned. I'm, I have a deep, I've sinned in the past, you know? But I would say that's the one that I, I pray for every day, every morning and every night in repentance for what I did. Sometimes, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't think the Lord wants us to harp over our past transgressions, of course, but that's something that definitely uh, I feel a certain, uh, I feel a shame around for sure. But now I'm a Christian. So I went from an atheist to Christianity uh, by way of acid. <laughs> no way. Yeah, no. yeah. So when you say activist, did you used to debate, debate um, Christians? So have you ever come across the Christians that used to debate now as a Christian and they're like, what? This girl used to talk snatch like fully Christian. You know what's so nutty is the person that I used to debate the most, we're no longer friends anymore, but oh, I actually, during the pandemic, the pandemic had us all really uh, reevaluating our past relationships. We also had a lot of time in our hands, especially during lockdown and stuff. I apologize to the girl that uh, was my friend and I would, I'm talking about, we would go hour long discussions around uh, the Trinity and the, the Christ and any, any kind of worship, any kind of devotional. I would just, uh, not that I would crap on it because I don't, I don't, I'm not a rude or mean hearted, mean spirited person, but uh, her, she's one that I wish I was still friends with because I find myself saying a lot of the things that she would say, oh, that's my cat moving my thing. That's so cute. Um, she would, uh, she, I find myself saying things that only, it's, it's come to my understanding that you really need to have faith to receive the Bible the way it's intended. Because I had read uh, enough of the Bible, I would say, even as a non-believer too. I read more of the Bible as a non-believer than most Christians today, I can tell you. I mean, and at least in America, I, I don't know how it is in the UK, but um, uh, there are a lot of non-Bible reading Christians in America. And I gotta say, without faith, the text 
is it's a it's a different book. Mm-hmm. And uh, when she would provide me evidence of this was back in the day, right when I was an atheist, I would ask for substantive evidence, and I would feel like she was not providing me with that. When what she was providing me with was evidence that was in the text, and also anecdotal experience and also history. That for me as a non-believer was not enough. I needed concretized proof. And that's what I find a lot of non-believers desire in order to, 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 to maybe not to take on the belief, but to understand someone else's. Yeah. I've just know yeah. since having this show and my, my engineer's an atheist, listen, you need faith in order to Make our evidence as enough. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it just won't be enough ever. And um, that's something that I would talk to her about. I would say, oh, I have it now. I know what you meant back then. Like, I now I know what you meant by we're all sinners. Now I know what you meant by Christ died for our sins. And we are all saved through grace alone and mercy alone. Anywho, I didn't understand that before but now I do. And, um, I'm sure she's seen my pod. I'm sure she, you know what I'm saying? She's probably like, what? But <laughs> once you see my show, you know, I'm not faking the funk. Like I, um, if you wouldn't mind me breaking down my show, but my, no, please. my show is called Bible stories with Brianda on all streaming platforms. And who am I for? What's my like main target? Obviously it's the word of God. I want everyone to, to be there, to receive it. You know, I tell really, I tell Bible stories in chronological order. I'm doing every single book of the Bible in order, in the order in which it was written, not by the way the Bible has it, by the way, chronological reading order. Uh, I'm making content for the, the people in the middle, the, the orphans in the middle, the misfits in the middle that, are either deconstructing their faith or reconstructing their faith or never had faith at all. Mm-hmm. I, I'm making content that I wish I had when I was in that little pocket of, when I went from an atheist to believer, that little pocket, that window in time was so porous. So like this, the soil was so fertile then, then, you know, so my content is for them. I make Christian content for the misfits. So sometimes I swear, if, if it slips, even though I, I want to get better than that, at, at that for real though. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's my show. I make fun. I wear fab clothes. Like I wear wigs. I, I dress up. I, I, I want to make a relationship with Christ be as approachable as possible and kind of give it a new, I don't want to say a new PR because Jesus doesn't need me at all. He doesn't need me. He has, he has it under control, but, um, I'm story. I'm telling stories in a fun way, and my mm-hmm. talent. I think my my skill set is in performance. So this is just another avenue for that, and it just so happens that I'm also a Christian. I'm ticking off a lot of things here, Sophia. Is what I mean to say. Gosh, I ramble. I'm no, ramble. you're fine. Uh, so where did you get the idea to read the Bible as a podcast? How did it just one day? You said like you were high, right? When when? <laughs> First of all, I want to know more about that. Cool. Yeah. So I used to have a, a psychedelic sh- a podcast called Super Trip Talk. And by, what do I mean by psychedelic podcast? I mean, uh, I would bring guests on surrounding certain themes like identity, ego, family, uh, 
God. You know, anyone who's done a psychedelic knows that these are just a few of the many uh, uh, sensations that are turned on, awakened, mm -hmm. uh, revolving around those those things that I listed. And that's what my show is around. So, uh, and also, it was just fun. I like talking about that kind of stuff. Some people hate it. Some people think it's a waste of time. But I think it's fascinating and exciting and it makes me more perceptive. And, you know, I think it's really dope. Mm -hmm. I, I, first of all, we should all be creating content that we actually enjoy, right? Because mm -hmm. if we want to build brands and want to be true entrepreneurs through or be content creators, we're, we want to be in it for the long haul. You're going to have to do stuff that interests you. And that'll evolve with time, right? Like maybe you'll draw. I mean, my show is going to end eventually. I think once we get to the end of the Bible. Um, so the way the show started, um, we'll put a pin on psychedelics. My friend Wheezy, she's one half of a very popular podcast called Horrible Decisions. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but she uh, has a, one of the top, like top 100 pods in the world. It, she's, she has a lot of resources now. You know, when you go on tour and stuff, you acquire a lot of capital. And my girl had a lot of capital and a lot of opportunities coming her way so the summer of 2020, we had been hanging out a lot. How did we meet? We met in the podcasting realm. She had been a guest on my little baby show, the, the, the psychedelic one. Um, we had recorded at the same studio. And you know, when you're a up and coming podcaster and content creator, if you see someone in the vicinity and you're really about this life, you're gonna take every opportunity that you can to, to get to know them, say hello to them, have them know your face introduce yourself. And then if you're really feeling ballsy, ask them if they want to be on your platform because she has nothing to gain from my measly little thing. But she said, yes. She tells me now she said, yes, cause I was hot. <laughs> like, right. But listen, you do, you got to do what you got to do. You know what I mean? We'll use it. Mm -hmm. And what's the worst that could happen? They say no. So she said, yes, we developed a rapport. Uh, uh, we ended up hanging out. She got a show on fuse network and I, she was acquiring guests for this show. And of course, you know, I'm, I'm like, Oh my gosh, maybe I should like pitch some things. So I started pitching, like, maybe I could tell, you know, um, uh, I don't know, stories, right. I just said randomly, I said stories while I'm on mushrooms or something, just something to get me on her show, you know? And then all of a sudden she looks up, I, she was, she was texting on her phone and she looks up, she goes, wait, why don't you come up with sex stories on the Bible from the Bible? Cause her show's a sex podcast. Yeah. And I went on her show. It was a hit. The people, and by hit, I mean just like I was a, her, her fans really liked it. And I came prepared because I'm a podcaster, right? I, the best way to, to attack any pod is to have strategy, especially when you're low on the star meter, right? Um, and she, on that podcast, she didn't know, she didn't, she's never seen me cook, per se. She saw, she was a guest on my show, but she didn't know what my, like she's never seen me perform. She's never seen me act. She's never seen me story tell, tell stories. I mean, and when she saw it, I mean, for those who are interested in watching it, go watch Horrible Decisions, uh, Bible Bussy with Brianda is what it's called. <laughs> um, and uh, watch it if you want. And on that episode, she said, I'm going to produce a show for you one day. I'm going to invest. She was just so taken by it. She just said, I'm going to invest in you one day. And uh, six months later, she did that. She opened up her own podcast studio in Soho, New York City, state of the art, everything. I've never seen anything like it. Wow. For the first time, I get to just create. 
I don't have to worry about overhead fees because she's covering it for now. Obviously she's going to recoup because the best money makers know that they're going to invest, but yeah, they want to see a return, right? No, no one's a dummy in this space. Nothing in life is free. Uh, but that's how we started. And 43 weeks later, here we are, like we've, the show's been, been okay. We hit a lull there, but we've been growing at a really nice, decent pace. And more importantly than anything else, it's the listeners. Like we, I have a very tight relationship with, with our listeners our the Bible babes is what we call them. And that's been the best. And that's when, you know, you got something is when you have your, your, building a community that aren't there to watch you be perfect. They love you for your imperfections as well. And that's, what's really cool about podcasting long form content. They get to really understand your complexities in a, in, um, in a really intimate way. Do you think that doing this podcast has brought your faith stronger to God? just because your your work is centered around religion and Christianity, right? So you must be reading more than ever, right? Absolutely, 100%. Whatever you're thinking, times it by 10, yeah. Uh, I've had to, recently though, I've had to instill certain parameters around what is work and mm -hmm. what is my devotional work, my faith yeah. work. So, because for a minute there, they were kind of blending and I was kind of using my podcast work as a way as like, oh, that's my devotional for the day. And it's like, no, that's not. My devotional is something else. Mm. You know, so I, it, only recently I've had to, actually, I may not even still have it figured out, but you're, you're right. Yes. When what you do, when what you do, when your job is centered around reading, comprehending, outsourcing information, right? Cause I only know so much. I've only been a Christian for three and a half years. And also like finding a way to communicate that, 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 that has to bring you closer. Uh, there's no other way around it. Um, and I, I have to, because I have to show up. Mm. So, so yeah, I think so. And I, I, my, like I said, my engineer, Clara is an atheist and she asks me questions in the room that uh, remind me a lot of the questions I used to ask. And it's been really neat coming up with the answer. Sometimes I don't have it. And that's, the, that's even more of a blessing is when I get to say, I don't know. I, I find myself saying, I don't know more as a Christian than as a non-believer. I say, I don't know a, a lot more now. And I say it with more confidence. Like, oh, I don't know. I don't know, but God does. I don't know though. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, what, what about you? What, what's your, so what's, I'm like, what, where are we? What's, uh, what's, uh, what's going on here? Uh, so you, you, you twitch, you, are you a gamer? No, I do wrestling content and I do play GTA sometimes, but a lot of my stuff is based on the WWE promotion and wrestling. So, why? Yeah. why? So, have you been watching WWE all your life? Yeah, basically. And like you just mentioned, like you got to do something you love, right? So, when I first started doing Twitch, I was doing politics, and I don't love politics. I can, I'm, I understand it, and I can speak about it, but I don't love it. 
And if it's just doing it for money, it's not worth it because it's just, it's, it's not a nice space to be in. Everyone wants to fight each other, especially being biracial or mixed race. I'm being like dragged in two sides, being like, choose who, what race you are. Like, are you white or are you black? You can't be both. You know what I mean? And it's like, dude, I am both. And it's just such a to toxic space. So I moved away from that and just started covering like wrestling because it's fun and it's just like the vibe is, 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 is amazing. And so now that's what I do. Cool. I, oh, there's a big, big community for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like a, the way I look at I, mean, I don't know much about it, so please correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't it kind of like a soap opera? It's a little bit of thea theatrical a little bit too, no? Yeah, there's the storylines. Have you ever watched any wrestling matches yourself or even, you know, in the Attitude Era? So when I was uh, in grade school, my sister used to watch a lot. It was called WWF at the time. Yeah. And I used to watch some stuff with her during the, the Vince McMahon era with the pen in the blood. I saw that the day it came out, like things like that. When I was a kid, I watched and again, maybe it's because I'm an actor, but I, I loved the theatrics of it. Mm. And I did understand that there was different story arcs involved and you needed to keep up. Back then they didn't have social media. We didn't have social media. Yeah. We didn't do now so i can only imagine that keeping up first of all i can only imagine that there are a, a million more stories now of course um and more black and brown people i'm sure because yeah, 100%. there were the rock there yeah. was the rock. and now i'm seeing like fabulous black girls on these fashion brands and stuff that are wwe like that's what's up and uh yeah, no, so this is really dope. And you're beautiful too. Like, listen, beautiful, let's just call it what it is. Being attractive helps, especially where there's a camera and a microphone. Mm -hmm. It is, it is, it is, it is what it is. And it helps even more if you've got something to say mm. that hasn't okay. already been said or is said in a better way. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. It does help. I, I, I don't want to be known for that. Like I try to be like, oh, like, can you just hear me? Like, stop looking at my boobs, for example. Like, do you know what I mean? And it's like, it's, it's a huge fight that I have, like, with society. But I've, I think I've reached a point where people are willing to listen to what I have to say. But still, they'll still be like, oh, but you're tits. And it's just like, oh. You know what the you know what I'm slowly discovering, and I don't know I'm 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 still figuring this all out too. Um, the best way to deal with stuff like that, and by stuff I mean not being listened to, mm -hmm. uh, is not to ask for it, but to allow your skill and your work speak for itself. Because listen, eventually, eventually the jig is up, like. If you continue doing what you do and um, standing for what you stand for, speaking on what you want to speak on openly, honestly, with tact, eventually the boobs are not going to be what they come for or what yeah. they stand for. They're just going to be like a physical attribute of yourself. You're, you're already going to have, you're, there's going to be more um, value in what you bring, what you, what you offer in terms of who you are in your mm -hmm what you bring, like what you're, how you, how you synthesize information, people are going to want to 
want to see that. They're going to be like, oh, how does, what does Sophia think about what happened at the Supreme Court or whatever? What does Sophia think that happened with Hulk Hogan? Lotus yeah. Hulk Hogan. Um, but anyways, so that'll come. Never ask for it. Mm-hmm. Never, never cry for it. Mama, don't do that. It's a kiss of death. But just let your, skill, let your skill and like I always say the proof is in the pudding. So mm-hmm. just, yeah, keep on, keep on, don't ask for it. I learned the hard way. I used to be like, listen to me. Listen, why isn't anyone listening to me? I'm smart. I have something to say. It's like, you're not that smart. And other people have the same thing to say. Just keep doing what you're doing. Stop mm-hmm. asking shit. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you're a good speaker. Would you never run your own services? I mean, if you look at people like Joel Osteen and uh, other people like him who are making ridiculous amount of money and uh, have thousands and thousands of people go and listen to them speak, is that not something that you would do? No, no, like co- like life coaching stuff. No, 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 no. Uh, like Bible uh, ceremonies. Oh, like pastoral things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's not my call. No, I'm um, I'm an entertainer. Okay. And I, like, I'm a court jester. Like, I, and I think that that's, I've done enough, for right now, Brianna today, I've done enough introspection, enough, you know, digging and diving and taking stuff out that I don't like, what I like, you know, you know what I'm saying? What we, what we, what we do when we're trying to, A, heal or, uh, trying to develop a brand helps. You need to know who you are and what you are, what your strengths and weaknesses are, what your blind spots are. And it also just talking to God. I don't think that that's my call. Mm-hmm. My call is, um, of course, always to promote Jesus Christ in everything that I do, um, to never allow anyone to blaspheme around me without getting called out, um, uh, which has been easier the more I've been more candid about it the more I develop and mature in my faith. But I just can't say that that's my call. But but I'm I want those people around me forever. Mm-hmm. I want I want to be homies and friends and I want my mentors to be pastors. Um, but that's just not for me. No, I'm not interested in that. I have no interest in that. I want to be a mom and I want to perform. I want to tell stories. Okay. And and I want to like not come out of the house. I'm an introvert. So I just want to not never leave the house. Yeah, that's too much, too much pressure. Even doing my show, I had someone recognize me for the first time this year, a couple people. And also when I go to uh, my girl Wheezy from her podcast, the hugely successful one, when I go to her live shows, like 500, 700 seaters, she sells out. Some of them know me through her and I'll see people like come to me like, Oh my, God, oh my God, oh my God, you know, Brianna, oh my God, I love your show so much. Can you please help me with this, this, that, and the other? And I buckle, I ain't got nothing, you know, like, so that is just, it's not, that's not me. That's, I could pray for, I could pray for you, but I can't, that kind of, that's a gift. That's a skill. I think that to be able to access that, I don't know if I have yet. I can meditate on a word on my own. That's how I come up with the last segment of my show, Moral of the Story, which up until last week, I was writing all of them myself. I just got a new a writer on the show. Thank heavens, because I was about to blow my brains out. I edit the show. I, well, obviously it's a, a collective with my team, but there, we're a team of three and all of us do multiple things. Not one person does just one thing. 
we all do uh, at least six or seven different things. I'm the exception. I do about 15. <laughs> but that's what happens when you're a CEO or like yeah. when you're at the top. If you're at the top and you're not doing more work, if you're developing a startup and you're not pulling, you know, more hours in your staff, what's going on? Mm -hmm. So uh, do you mostly interpret the Bible in a metaphorical or literal sense? Uh, it depends. The Bible is a library of books. So it just depends on what, what literature, what text I'm reading. If I'm reading, uh, the book of Ecclesiastes, if I'm reading song of Solomon, if I'm reading Psalms, those are more wisdom slash poetry books. Intellect is not no good there. Uh, being super logical is no, uh, or, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Being super practical with the text is useless. I'm going to be missing all the gems. And that's outside that, that, that applies for even secular texts. Like if I'm, if I'm really enjoying a song, I was just listening to Bon Jovi. Um, what's it called? A shot to the heart and you're to blame down and you give love a bad name. Like if I'm thinking about that, literally I'm missing the point of the song, you know? And whereas there are books like Chronicles that are a lot more liter it's you should read it more literally. Those are historical records of events and people that existed in real life that is not to be contested, like they legit existed. King Ahab was a legit king. Uh, th those things I would, I would approach more literally. So it just depends on the text, you know, Bible is a library. The Bible is not one. Yes, it chronicles the story of Jesus, of King David, right? The Davidic line, the Abrahamic line, but it's a, library of books you know mm -hmm. so it just depends on what book i'm reading have you faced any backlash from re really religious people because you know you're hot you're sexy and you're on video and you're talking about religion so have you faced any backlash at the beginning i did but not so much anymore and i i'm trying to figure it out i don't know the answer to that yet why it's gone down I'm almost sad about it. I'm like, where's all the hate? I need more hate. I get more hate from just like being annoying, <laughs> like from just being loud or, or like my takes on relationships and like boys and stuff than anything else. But uh, I think it's because my brothers and sisters in Christ, or even my Muslim followers, a lot of my listeners are Muslim because uh, a lot of the same stories, they overlap between the, the Holy Bible and the Quran. Uh, a lot of them just, okay, here's what I'll say. You can hate me. You can dislike me. Um, maybe some, maybe, uh, my dress is really short and yeah. you're adamantly opposed to, you feel like that takes away from the message and all that. But if you watch and consume my content, you'll know that there are, there's there's real interpretation happening. I'm not, yeah, some, sometimes, sometimes I'll throw a little funny bit here and there, but if you watch my show to try and hate on me, you'll quickly find out, or at least try to hate on my, uh, the validity of my faith. You'll quickly find out that, oh no, oh no, she, she does this, she's doing this. Um, mm -hmm. So, and, and that's the only thing that I, cause I'm doing the same thing that I've been doing since in the beginning, but I received way more backlash in the beginning where there was less, uh, uh, the archive 
of my show was not as existent. I only, they only had a couple of things to, to look at. So the hating was more abundant. They didn't have much to work off. Now I've got, I mean, if you look at my library, I'm, I'm doing the Bible for upwards of an hour to an hour and a half of content that you can't fake the funk. I repeat, I think people at the end of the, at the end of the day, they can, you can sniff authenticity out. You can smell it, you know. So the answer is yes and no, but far less. Again, I get more hate on just being my, my personality is annoying, which I know my personality is not for everybody. So that that's fine. Like actually all of it's fine. If you're on the internet, you have to be, this is what you signed up for. You know, if you want to enter the arena, the world is going to critique you and they should. That's what I'm here for. It's what I'm signing up for. Uh, but no, not, not as much anymore. And I really yeah. don't know the answer, but I just, you just heard a theory. That's one of my theories. I think that too. I think they realize that you're like legit. Whereas, you know, if someone sees you, they're going to be like, why is this hot girl? Like she do, is she just doing this for views basically? Because she's hot, like they, they, I think they, their idea of what a pastor or somebody who's speaking about God should be very modest and, you know, carry their self in a, in a different way to what you're showing. But now we see like different types of pastors that like you'll see like hood pastors with hats wearing air forces. It's not like the traditional pastor that we saw 30 years ago. I think religion has changed so much as well to cater for everyone. And so what you're bringing is a different, like um side of christianity for people maybe like me like a who i'd rather listen to you than somebody who i can't relate to because i can relate to you a bit more right no you're absolutely right sophia like i think i think jesus at the end of the day we're here to promote jesus and jesus only not ourselves right and I think it's really fair for my brothers and sisters to be cautious about who's tampering and who's dealing with that responsibility. I would do the same if I was someone who had a more tenured relationship with the Lord. Unfortunately, I think we've hit a lull with uh, promotion of Jesus. And I think that uh, much like technology, there are things that are evolving faster than we can even uh, uh, comprehend. And I think one of those things is if we're going to reach the next generation of humans, we need to be a little bit more, here's what I'll say. I'm going to use my words wisely. We need to adapt with the times without compromising our sacred source text. And that is a dance that I still haven't figured out because I'm making mistakes. I really am, but at least I'm doing it and I'm trying to be as honest as possible. And I'm allowing the Lord to do the work for me. I, I, the Lord wants me to do my homework, be prepared as possible, understand what the mission is and honestly utilize my gift. That's my, my gift is storytelling. The rest I'm leaving up to God because I think my, the, the, all I can do is tell my testimony and tell my struggles with my faith work and my, by me being as candid about my struggles and my testimony and allowing the, the Lord to do the rest of it, the most important part, that's all I gotta do. That's all I can do. And I think that that's what we're missing. We're missing that now. And I think that's why faith work, that's why 
that's why Christianity in and of itself is littered with, you know, a history that is not that favorable, you know, um, and, uh, uh, this removal of perfectionism that cannot be found in human, that can only be found in Christ and the Lord. And if we reveal more of our imperfections, we'd be actually doing the Lord a service. You know, I don't see that. I don't see that much in Christian content creators. I see this act of like, it's like false perfection that only works within other Christians. And it's not even working. Or sometimes it's not even working. But what do we do with the people that are not that? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be who I am in public and private. I want those to be the same. Mm-hmm. And I, I and I, I think that that's, this is a new, this is at least I, from my experience, I haven't really seen many, um, many, you know, who's a really great uh, pastor who, just who does that? Like I said, I'm not a revolutionary. I'm not doing anything revolutionary. I'm only being myself. But her name is Jackie Hill. She, if, if you guys, you guys need to watch her stuff or look her up on TikTok because she's this woman who is gay, but has a husband and children, and it does not act on her homosexuality. I think the word is uh, uh what's it called? She's uh, same sex attracted but she does not act on it. She just knows that she is. Her testimony is, is, is so moving. Anyone, if you guys are interested in that, please look it up because it definitely played a role in my conversion, if you will. I don't want to say conversion. I would say transformation. There you go. Transformation. Reading the Bible often seems like a chore for many people. Do you think preachers need to put on a show just to make it interesting? Uh, if the putting on the show is not true to them, mm-hmm. they're doing the Lord a disservice. If putting on the show is the only thing that's important to them or is the most important to them, they're also doing the Lord a disservice. So, um, I, I think if the goal if the end goal is always to promote Jesus and the word, as truthfully and as truthfully as possible, then I'm I'm like I'm greenlighting it. I'm going to support it. It's when it's when it it's when the the word is weaponized that I have a, a really big aversion to it because it's what compelled me to grow more distant from the Lord. And again, that's my testimony coming out. I don't have to do a top hat and cane dance to convey that i just answered that by again a testimony and i'm allowing the lord to do the rest so whoever receives whatever i just said can take it and run um but i I think that if the showy nature of your pastorship is something that is true to you and does not take away from the main mission which is to bring people in evangelize then i will always support it even if it's not for me mm-hmm. you know even even if it's not like there's just some pastors who speak to different people and that's the point of discipleship there were 12 you know there were 12 first of all peter does not peter does not speak like paul does that's for a reason paul is like a 
Oxford University, Harvard, like PhD, psychoanalytical, acad academic, very academic when he's evangelizing. And also his history is crazy. Not crazy, but like, can you imagine going from prosecuting and killing Christians to then evangelizing? Insane. His testimony would have moved me to pieces if I was back then in like forever, 40 BC, 50 BC, 60 BC, whatever. Um, whereas Peter was for the people. He was talking and evangelizing like, like a humble, like a blue collar, kind of, kind of evangelizing. They speak to different people and both are very important, mm -hmm. you know? So I think that's, that's the same thing when it comes to uh, promoting Jesus is that not everyone's going to be for everyone. So long as you are honoring the Lord to the best of your abilities and being as honest as possible, there's a community for you and you will evangelize. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a bit ill, so my voice is getting no, but going forwards, I would love to see people like you who are honest about their faults, right? So instead of like the, the pastor that you see who is painting this picture that they are perfect and then they do uh, drugs and sleep with like sex workers and do all this shit, but in public, they have this really perfect image. And, you know, like you mentioned, the woman who says she's attracted to women, just being so honest about your, your every, everything, every aspect, because people will appreciate that even more. You know, I would be more likely to listen to somebody who's honest than somebody who's coming here saying that they've never done anything wrong in their life, but you know that they're like on a porn hub, like watching porn every night, you know? Yeah, I was just on a huge podcast, the biggest one I've ever been on. Do you know Rory and Mall, the new Rory yeah. and Mall? I was just on that show. And so, I mean, I didn't read the comments, but a lot of my Bible babes were telling me do not read them because they were a mixed, <laughs> they were a mixed bag. But um, one of the comments that one of my Bible babes told me is like, the fact that I smoke weed and, um, am, and am for psychedelic medicine, I don't even do psychedelics anymore, truthfully. I, it wasn't even intentionally, just, I just stopped. Um, uh, they say that it's really confusing and contradictory and yada, 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 and I get it. I understand how that could be contradictory. I get it. What would you rather me do? Lie? Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna sit here and lie and say I, I like don't do, like I'm, I, I do. And furthermore, I don't know, I know because of my show, I've been introduced to a huge population of stoner Christians <laughs> that read that word and rock for Christ in ways that, I mean, it is something, it is a sight. So in my head, I gotta, I gotta say like, first of all, abusing any drug is against the Bible text for sure. You know, that, that is a hundred percent true. Mm -hmm. Abusing any drug, even if it wasn't Christian is, is a problem. <laughs> like if you're using something as a vice, that's a problem. There are, there are things that are in line with what the text says. And I'm not here to act like I've got it all down pat. And you're right. You, like you said, you'd be more inclined to listen. That's it. That's the moneymaker right there. And by moneymaker, I mean, that's the spot, the sweet spot, not like monetarily, you know, that doesn't really matter for me. Cause like you were saying before, if you're podcasting or just for the money, you're never going to make money probably, yeah. or at least it's going to be very short lived. Or you're going to make the money, but hate doing it. Like show up every day and wish you were dead, basically. Right. And it's not worth it. That's why all these celebrities, they have podcasts and they literally average 30 episodes. They don't make it past 30. 
Because unless, if you're doing it just for the money, if you're doing anything just for the money, it's gonna come out. You know the, the expression, the cream right, always rises to the top? Mm. I, I wanna find uh, an expression that means eventually shit's gonna stink if you're doing it for ways, for reasons that are not, I don't wanna say pure, but honest. Mm. Like, I don't know. I, it's the, you can't listen. The internet is hard to fool. Mm-hmm. The internet's hard to fool, and they will let you have it. So unless you are, unless you love it, yeah. Not to go back to that, but it's the same with uh, these new agey, uh, not new age, um, these like more progressive Christians. I don't. How do you feel about the term progressive? Anything? Like I was using it in terms of progressive Christian, but what do you think about progressivism? Um, so I'm not in America. So a lot of these things that exist in America don't exist. The only term I use progressive is with house music, like progressive house. What is that? It's like, so you, you do, uh, you did psychedelics. Uh, it's like deep house, but progressive, like hardcore house music. Oh, I understand. You're talking about the, the, okay. Yes, progress. Yes, yes, yes. We yeah, so that's the, the term I use for the word progressive is when it comes to house music. We used to do politics, you know, progressive. Yeah, no, it's it's extreme, to be honest. And uh, what do I think about progressive Christians? I think that that those are the people that are doing all the things that putting carrots up their uh, rear end when, you know, and do stuff like that. Honestly, I have seen people who pray from all religions, pray five to 10 times a day. And they're the ones that are doing drugs. They're the ones that are in the clubs drinking doing all that you know what i mean have like five mm-hmm. girls like look i've come across like people who pray so much you know when you that they they um if you pray so much here you get dead skin here because you're always bowing down and they're the ones that are like doing so much drugs basically mm-hmm. and it's like it's you're lying no to no one but yourself basically that's the way i see it because you could lie to anyone, but the, you know, you're the one that you're lying to really, basically. So I don't, I don't, I don't buy that. That's when, when it comes to progressive, I don't buy it. I know it's bullshit. So I don't like acknowledge it because I know you're the one, not you specifically, but they're the ones that are doing all the things and then acting like they've never done nothing. And then maybe to someone like me who dresses, maybe I show my neck, they'll say, oh, like she's dirty. Da, 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 da. When I'm I'm like very, you know, modest. I might not dress like fully modest, but I, I don't do drugs, I don't drink. Not like I'm shaming anyone who does it, but like I am what you like, you you are what you get. Like I don't need to lie about anything. Do you know what I mean? You know, some people categorize me as progressive Christian, but I look at the word progressive more as and by the way, I don't know how to feel about it. I don't know if I don't I don't like it and I don't dislike it but i'm leaning yeah. more towards dislike and i can't quite put my finger on why but what progressive christians are actually oh let's could you mind if i like look this up because i want to get the right one no, um people i've had people say oh no she's great she's a progressive christian and i'm like i don't know it makes me like it makes me uh, cringe because i doesn't feel true to me i'm not a progressive anything i'm a christian progressive christianity is described as described by its adherent, adherents, is characterized by a willingness to question tradition, acceptance of human diversity, 
uh, beliefs of progressive Christians on biblical truth, LGBTQ for salvation, hell, paths to God, gender equality, and social justice, plus the movement's origin. So they represent a postmodern theological approach and is not necessarily synonymous with progressive politics. It developed out of a liberal Christianity of the modern era, which was rooted in enlightenment thinking. So, I mean, I guess by definition, maybe I am a progressive Christian, but something about it, I don't like. So what? Maybe, are we going to work this out right now? Are we going to Yeah. I don't, I guess I don't like it because, because it, it, I don't like categorizing. I don't know. I don't know. Because I don't know. I have to think about it, Sophia. I don't know, but I don't like it. No, I get, I get maybe because you're welcoming to everyone, right? So LGBTQ and the thing, let's go back to Christianity. The ones who are like, oh my God, stay away from me. You're gay. Those are the worst. They're worse than anyone. You know what I'm saying? And they're the ones who call women who uh, might be promiscuous, like whores. They're doing worse things. Worse isn't a word. Worse things, right? So even like in Hungary, one of the, Hungary is very religious. Um, the head path. The head uh, of the the bishop, one bishop, was caught in an orgy with 20 men, right? This guy is very religious. So I'm just saying, like, you know, the ones who are not who are not um progressive, quote unquote, and are not accepting, right, for all these things that they don't believe are true and shouldn't be accepted in society are also doing the same things. You know what I mean? Um, not to shit on the Catholic church but they are known for doing many things right this is not just now this has been going on for hundreds of years and lgbtq has been something from from day one from ancient greece it's not like something that just popped up like today you know but people were doing it and they do it behind closed doors you know it's 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 uh worth examining i i want to watch you know a movie i never watched but i should spotlight the it, it like uh it tells the it's a based on real life based on true events of when that whole uh expose on the catholic church happened in boston mm-hmm. but i think I, I forget what what uh newspaper publication were the first ones to break it but that'd be worth watching because I, I i'll be honest i'm in i'm in my own developmental bubble and I, I, and I, and I don't really consume too much Catholicism. Catholicism never drew me in, but I know a lot of people, uh, you know, take their, their, what's that word? Their deuterocanonical gospel, their no, deuterocanonical Bible. Mm-hmm. I may have said that word wrong, but they have a different Bible than we do. They, which is just, they have more, they have added books in their text. They're, they're believers in Christ. And, um, they're not, I don't, I don't believe in the saints. I also don't think that there's a intermediary between me and God, which I find is, is there's a, there's a hair of that in Catholicism. Like you have to pray, you have to pray like a hundred times to, to this saint in order to then be, have access to God. That's spirit work. That's like mm-hmm. the only spirit work I do is Holy Spirit work, you know, like, I don't know. So I, I don't know much about the Catholic stuff, but I want to know about the drama. And he goes, I, I want to know about the drama. I always want to know about the drama, especially when it involves, you know, my, um, that's my industry. That's my, that's my, uh, you know, domain. I should have, I should know. 
mm-hmm. I should know more about that, but I'll, uh, maybe in our next conversation, I'll have some details on. So things. I grew up Orthodox, which is like Egyptian and Balkan. And, uh, we have to kiss idols, right? Which I, as an adult now, I don't understand, like going back to when I was a child and my father used to take me to church and like, it would be like a hundred people queuing, right? To go to kiss this picture of Jesus and kiss these statues. Like literally people will wait in a queue for hours to kiss these statues. And now when I look back, I don't, I don't really understand it, but that made you a good Orthodox. That's what solidified you from everyone else. You know what I mean? Orthodox, you're saying Orthodox Christian. Christian. Okay, perfect. I thought, okay, good, 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 good. Like Coptic. So it's not like different sectors. And that's what they do. They worship. I do. Orthodox Jewish or Orthodox. No, no, no. Okay. Um, and so they, they, they like literally, when I look back to that moment in my life, I really don't understand it. And like kissing pictures and it makes no sense. I remember like being a child and they would be like stains of lipstick from like the aunties who used to kiss the Jesus pictures. And I think like that's really unhygienic. However, no one in recorded history has got sick from doing anything or like Holy Communion. I grew up taking Holy Communion and like 300 people would like drink from the same spoon and no one ever got sick. Like, I'm not saying that, but it is unhygienic. Like, if you think about it, it's really unhygienic. But no one recorded to mankind, far as I know, has ever got sick from taking Holy Communion. Yeah, I mean, and I want to be as respectful respectful as possible. When I said, no, you don't want to do that now, is I'm, I'm referring to, like, COVID, yeah. or, you know, health and safety, uh, especially when there's a global pandemic that is still going on. I'm... From my understanding, yesterday, more people died of COVID, I think was the highest day for mortality globally, and hasn't made the news, no one cares. And it almost makes me think that the last, the lockdown, the last chunk was silly too. We shouldn't have, you know, the way we're treating it now, I'm like, so we could have just, I mean, granted we have the vaccines now, all that stuff. So that's, that is different, I will say, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It's a weird time we're living in, Sophia. Very, very. No, but also herpes. Like an adult, say if they have like herpes, and a child goes and takes it, you know what I mean. So it's just that that's as an adult, it's things that cross my mind now. But when I was a child, it was something that I did because my dad used to take me to church every Sunday, Um, and like these kissing the pictures and stuff. I I really don't understand the logic behind that. Like that makes you a better better orthodox or closer to god if you kiss you know kiss the idols um and there are many religions who don't do idols right and they don't like islam yeah um and i'm more likely to believe in that because uh i've read i don't know if you you said that you like philosophy um I, i love like jay krishna's work and he says you can make anything sacred right so like Idols to me, you can turn that, but like that isn't God. Like that statue right there. If that's how you know, <laughs> it's complicated. But basically, I, I maybe because I grew up in that really intense, like Orthodox household, right? It's just I don't, I can't make sense of it. Like I tried to make sense of it. Like people queuing like hours to go to kiss 
these pictures of Jesus. And it makes no sense. I appreciate the, the you know, the, the, how do you say? I appreciate the vigor in their love and devotion, I, I guess. But your relationship to Christ is not beholden on a physical thing. Mm-hmm. that you know at least from my understanding our text kind of uh rejects that um but you know we all receive the lord's presence and the lord's grace in different ways and his mercy in different ways i know mercy is something that is really important in for for muslims and we just it's that's something like we have so many commonalities it's, it's so wonderful. I can't wait to, someone was like, would you do a Quran stories with Brianda? And I'm like, uh, no, I'm like, that sounds like so suspicious. Like, why would I do that? Like if I was Muslim, if I, if I, I, I if depending on where I'm at in a couple of years, I would produce, I would have like a, a talent search global for the best Muslim storyteller ever. And I would produce them to do the show under my umbrella company, you know? Kind of like what Weezy did with me. That's what happens when people are championing you. You want to then champion others when you're able to, you know? So mm-hmm. when, I, when I, I'm still at the bottom, right? But I don't anticipate being here for, for too long, I don't think. I don't think that's what the Lord has planned for me. But um, I would like to produce other other shows. I want to have a show on the History Channel one day. Like, I love the History Channel. I, I already have a, a, a media deck. Not media deck. I already have a pitch deck and a treatment for a show that I want to sell. And it is a travel show of me. I would be directing, writing it, hosting it. And where I travel the world and I talk to different, you know, uh, biblical scholars, archbishops, uh, doctors, uh, pastors, fathers, you name it. Atheists, scientists, psychologists. I want to go global with it. And I want to be able to tap into different markets in that way. Um, God willing, if that's in his plan for me, I, I would love to be there one day. Um, Have you heard his speak? Pardon? Have you heard a speaker's corner? Have I heard a speak what? Speaker's corner. No, what is that? You need to check it out. Okay, so it's a park in London, in Hyde Park, right? And you have the, the biggest Islamic influencers debating christian influences hindu influences like some of the biggest islamic influences have started their career in uh, speaker's corner they go there every saturday every sunday it is it's huge like it's huge especially in europe these people are getting like millions of views on youtube they debate um and so like somebody that you should definitely check out he's 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 amazing his name is muhammad hijab he's a muslim influencer he debates but he always says look i have the most respect for uh, Christianity because even like Moses and Jesus is Isa. You should definitely uh, check out Muhammad's hijab and Al-Dawah. Email me because I, really, I would love to. That's another thing. I want to talk to like... You need to go there. You need to go there. Memo. I would love to like have a moment with people in my age group, like just to have a sit down with... Oh, it'd be so great. First of all, I'll have you know, I think my future husband is in London. Hey, no, I you think so. Really? Like, do you like British accents? Oh, I don't care about that. I'm from I'm from New England. Like, I'm from Boston. So, like, okay. we our history is so littered with all you, you all, you all, you. 
um, because we were like the first, one of the first colonized uh, Mm. uh, territories, cities in in the country. So we're, I'm very familiar with, for whatever reason, like uh, British culture, I guess, because Mm. I'm from Boston, but I don't, so it's not the accent. It's, it's, maybe it's because y'all are in, in, under clouds for a good majority of your year but i'm like i'm pretty doom and gloom and by doom and gloom i mean i don't know i like i have dark proclivities that would disturb most not most but a certain kind of person like i'm not dating nobody from san diego california you are way too happy and high like i i need i definitely need some doom and gloom in my people that's i mean i'm being i'm being silly right now i don't really mean that i um find british humor Hmm. to, uh, to uh, I, I find it rather tickling. Like I think, I think, I think they, we understand our humor. Uh, I don't know what y'all do over there. I mean, I know that they're dumb British people, duh. They're dumb people everywhere. But I don't know what's going on with like, like I feel like y'all read more. Y'all are more prone to respect and honoring literature. And mm-hmm. so guys consume more information or information in a way that's more for understanding and comprehension than Americans do here. Like our public schooling system in America in some states is abysmal. Like, and we, we're, we see the result of it now, like, mm-hmm. you know, um, but I don't, I, and again, I'm sure that there are, that applies in, in the UK. Actually, can you explain something to me? I'm going to, hi, Tangi. So I say that on my show a lot. Uh, what, can you explain to me something? I never know what to say. Should I say Great Britain or can I just say England when I'm referring to, because I, I said, I, I really do mean London, England. I think, I feel like my man is going to be, if not London, somewhere, somewhere in England. But I never, I'm always wary with saying British because I know they're British, but what, what, what should I say? So England, London is English, right? Great Britain isn't a thing. When you say that, it's like the ones who colonize the world. No one wants to refer to like Great Britain. It's UK now, United Kingdom, not far off though. But the only thing that's different is Ireland, Republic of Ireland is no longer in the UK. So they are a part of the European Union. So now England and the UK have separated from European Union. So there's this whole Brexit thing going on. Right, so Northern Ireland, Scotland, Wales, and England are the UK. If you say UK, you don't just mean England, you mean either, you can say Irish, Scottish, or Welsh, like, that doesn't narrow down to, like, English. When you say English, it means England, and obviously London is just London. Yeah, okay, okay, cool. So I mean an Englishman. I'm yeah. just, I'm going to, I want to date an English dude. I feel like my, okay, perfect. Thank you for explaining that to me. Because when you say British, a British person could be Scottish, they could be Irish, they could be Welsh, they could be from the islands. In the UK, they have islands, not exotic islands, but they have islands uh, around like... Maybe it's exotic to them. Yeah. Don't take that away. It's it's brainy, it's grey, there's nothing there, but there are islands uh, in the UK. But yeah, even like Scottish people are British, like... So I'm going to say English. Yeah, yeah, English. I know. I'm Listen, I'm not, I told you, I'm not, I'm a regular, I'm a, just a regular old American. I don't know what, 
I don't know, east from west. What do I, what do I know? Thank you for clarifying that for me, Sophia. It's been a pleasure. What, what, um, so, so I've got like two, like more questions. Um, so what misconceptions do you think, especially young people? I think, uh, now a lot of people are being born outside of religion because it, it's not mandatory, maybe as it once was. Um, so what misconceptions are there about the Bible that people have and that, that that's making them reluctant? And maybe these are misconceptions that you may have had prior to becoming a Christian, you know, because you have only been a Christian for a few years, right? So what are, what are the misconceptions that you've, you've come to realize and also you think society has for the Bible? Well, off top, automatically, the thing that left the nastiest taste in my mouth before I was a Christian was the idea that we were all sinners. I didn't like it before. It, uh, I didn't like it. Like, um, I couldn't fathom why anyone would submit to the notion that we are flawed, we all have defectos in Spanish, this defectos, flaws, like that we are broken, that we are, are uh, lost without any kind of, uh, with, without a moral compass, we are lost. Now some argue you can have a moral compass without uh, God, the belief in God. I don't believe that to be the case. I, 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 um, I think left to our own devices, we do not know what, we can't dis distinguish between what right and wrong is. Of course, we know that stealing from a supermarket is bad because there the consequence is perhaps being, in this case, maybe this is not, I'm exaggerating, but going to jail. We understand to not go to jail, but how do you distinguish between wanting to, um, like the subtleties, they don't even have to be that grave. And that's where I, I find God in the subtleties a lot. Like the book of Ruth really hammers this, this idea in. It wasn't until my fourth pass of reading the book of Ruth that I, that I, I find the, the weight in God in the everyday things. And that's where I think morality with Christ as the foundation is key. It's the only key because my text tells, proves that to me, tells me that time and time again. Now, a misconception or not misconception, the thing that, so it would be that, the, the idea that we are sinners, that's something that would take a, a real comprehensive deep dive into the Bible to understand. For example, again, I keep bringing her up, Clara, my engineer, who was an atheist. From episode, she started out- Shout out to Clara. Clara, I love that girl. From, from episode 22 to now we're at 43. At episode 22, she was also, uh, she would recoil when I'd say we're all sinners. I'm not a sinner. I don't think. I, I'm not a sinner. I've never done anything bad before in my life. I'm, I'm perfect. I'm actually, I don't believe that I, to now. And not to say she ever thought she was like perfect or whatever, but she just was averse to the, to being considered called a sinner now, because after hours of watching me yelp, yap away on the text, she now understands a bit more about where that's coming from and how it's such a neutralizing, humbling, humanizing thing to say. When we say that we are sinners, we understand that we are lost without our father, guidance, some kind of structure. 
Structure is not meant to impede on our life. It's meant to free us and to understand that Christ died for our sins mm. makes a lot more sense when you understand that we are we are we are sinful people and we're still sinners. We're still, but we've been not that not to say we've been absolved of our sin because of our our Lord, but we are now saved by grace through faith alone. And we can move around our everyday lives understanding that our Lord is so sovereign, our Lord is so just and merciful that every day I can begin a new day anew in devotion, knowing that despite my shortcomings and despite my flaws and despite despite all my, tr my past transgressions that I carry shame around, I find peace in knowing that I worship a God that, that loves me and has forgiven me for those things. Again, he didn't have to, you know, life is a gift. He doesn't want anything in return from it. it the, it's already been paid. You know, the only thing that we can do is, is have a relationship with the Lord and want to have it. And that, that takes practice. It's not, and again, I, I, and by the way, with the acid, I would have gotten here regardless. I was about, that was my next question. I would have gotten to Christ's regard. And I know that I would have. Would I have gotten there at the same, at the same velocity at the, at that time? Probably not, but that wasn't my story. And it mm -hmm. happened as it was. Jeremiah 29, 11, God has a plan and that plan is specific. So that's, you know, um, yeah, I don't know if I. Do you think becoming a Christian gave you meaning to, to your life personally? What are we doing here? What are we doing here? Yeah. You know the answer to that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I didn't want to have a family before this. I was so career oriented. I didn't want to have, get married. I didn't want to have children before Christianity. Now I want to have at least three. Like now I want to have a husband that loves me, that that I willingly and happily want will submit to. Like I want that, I do. Before I wouldn't be able to say that because I, I was so hell bent on being a proper feminist. And it's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. My husband is going to be a feminist because my husband is going to be in love and respect and honor his wife, you know, but I can, there is strength in submission and understanding that in a partner, I want a leader. I want a protector. I want a provider. My text tells me that, but my spirit does too. And I know it because it's directly tied to, to God. And he tells me this, he shows me this every day. And if I'm finding myself kind of wavering on something i ask for the lord for more faith and understanding and more clarity for him to illuminate more uh, illuminate his message through people through things through the music that i dissect uh ingest through you know what i'm saying so um i feel like i keep going on tangents with you but i hope i, I get i hope that i'm being clear are people watching that i don't know how this works are we yeah people are actually watching oh my gosh uh, hi i can't see you but no, people are watching. Um, 
Oh I'm not reading because obviously I'm engaged with you. Um, people often put the Ten Commandments above the most important commandment, which is to love thy neighbor. Why do you believe that is? And do you think that's the godliest way to live? Uh, can you say that again in a different way? <laughs> so people often put the Ten Commandments above the most important commandment, right? which is to love, love thy neighbor. Why do you believe that is? Uh, I think it's kind of suspicious to put the commandments in a hierarchical order. I believe that they're in the order that they're written for a reason and they should be written that way. I don't, and love thy neighbor. <laughs> Not me looking, I'm like, is that a fucking commandment? <laughs> um, anywho. But um, I say that because I'm like, the language, I read the English Standard Version, so I'm like, huh? But um, uh, yeah, so I'll start with that. I don't know. I have like, I, uh, that's another thing. I'm, fe I'm feeling a reaction, a not, a, not a, a negative reaction to the hierarchical order of this one's better than this one, and this one's more important than this one. Like, you know? Uh, yeah. You hear that? Welcome to Brooklyn. Um, <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Hello, mama. You know, I'm on the podcast. Maybe you know. Um, but yeah, like that's it's. A, I would say it's an important one, but it's not the most. The most important one. The most important part of a Christian's coven, because right, the commandments is, a, a, is of course, you know, this written, written by God through Moses and uh, is a incremental or integral part of the Torah. Uh, from my understanding though, not from my understanding, Christians, I'll speak a little bit more affirmatively here, Christians have a new coven through Christ. So yes, of course, we follow the commandments. Our, our, at the end of the day, the rules are look to God for everything, worship God, love God, want to develop a relationship with him and follow the commandments. So I understand why you bring it up. But it's not, I, that, the reason why I'm like, huh, like thrown by it is because I, I guess I'm so focused on my relationship with Christ and I receive all of my I guess, social order and personal order through him, from him and love and god are synonymous mm -hmm. like it it has to be it has to be so i guess the answer to your question is yes love thy neighbor because when I, I high tangy not high tangy i recently my one of my i won't say who it is but he reached out to me, a friend who is younger than me, and I'm kind of like a big sister to him. And he was saying he was having a real tough time. There was some intrusive thoughts happening. And, you know, I got, you got to put everything down when your homies come to you for stuff like that. And I gave him a piece of advice that I got from watching one of my favorite podcasts, Tiger Belly, Bobby Lee show. I don't know if you know Tiger Belly. They had an episode with a comedian, writer, director, Judd Apatow. And at the end of every episode, they have a, a, a segment called Unhelpful Advice. And a listener wrote in 
saying that they life was meaningless. Literally nothing could pull them out of bed in the morning. Like they hadn't showered in a few days, you know, that's the disease, that's depression. That's a distance from our creator. That's what that'll happen. Spiritual warfare is real and it'll manifest itself in physical ways. Anywho, Judd Apatow, the rest of the group had, you know, kind of textbook answers, you know, nothing that was out of the norm, nothing that would have spoken to me. But then Judd Apatow gave his advice and I'm not even a fan of him, but after that, I now see him in a different way. And he said, it was so simple, Sophia. He said, do something for someone else. Do something for someone that is not you, where you will not receive the benefit of doing said task. Just get up and do something for someone else. It could be as simple as keeping $5 in your pocket and going out and giving, giving it to a homeless person. It could be, uh, opening the door for an elderly woman, helping someone carry some, anything. He said, just do something for someone else. Love on someone else. It gets you out of your own head. You know, I think, I think, um, I think that the devil wants nothing more than for you to be consumed by your own self and consumed by your own greed and consumed by what was me. That's what the devil likes. That's when the devil, that's what he thrives on. That's, and by he, I don't mean, you know, it's not gendered. When I'm talking about the devil, I'm talking about doubt, fear, insecurity, uh, vanity, greed. Greed is a big one. I think that the, the ultimate canceler of that is loving on someone else, making yourself second. That's why parenthood is so beautiful. Now the idea of it, I'm not a parent yet. Are you a parent? No. Oh, I can't wait to be one, but I don't think we're meant to just be living life for ourselves forever. Mm -hmm. I think that there's some, there's something, there's something bigger out there. And I think that that comes in understanding that life is finite, that God is eternal. God's love is eternal. Life is finite and that life is almost, is not quite as purposeful if we're not, if we're not, you know, parenting. And that could be what, you know, whether that be adoption, whether that be, you know, there are other modes of parenting, but to be a parent is to put yourself second. You are no longer, you, you are no longer your most important person. And I would even say that past your partner, you know, like your children, the love of a child is something else. So when you're saying love thy neighbor, yeah, I think, I think that there is something to that love on someone else and to love them deeply, unconditionally, at least try unconditionally. Because at the end of the day, we all really do have conditions. We're prone to them, we're sinners at the end of the day. Uh, the only unconditional love there is, is the love that Christ can give you, that Christ gives all of us, if we're willing to pay attention to it and receive it. Uh, but that's my truth claim, right? We all, people call God different things. We all have different truth claims, that's mine. But hey, I literally have therapy so soon. Yeah, no, I was gonna wrap up anyway. Oh, sorry, sorry, okay. No, so I wanna say thank you so much for coming on here and I can't, I, you have plans of joining Twitch in the future, right? So we can't wait to see you on Twitch. What's your cat called? Melancholy. Melancholy, <laughs> wow. Collie for short. Nice. I told you I was doom and gloom. Very, very unique. 
Thank you so much, Brianza. I really appreciate you coming on here. And uh, I'm going to email you because you you have, to, you have to check out Speaker's Corner, especially in the thing that you want to, like, you need to go there, basically. Oh, my God. If I go to London, will you show me around? Yeah, hit me up. <laughs> Please. Oh, yes, yes. I would, I'm a fun time. I'm fun. I bet. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate you. I love you. I'm going to email you. Um, yeah, definitely check out Mohammed's hijab as well. He's unbelievable. For sure. Well, let me say bye to your, your watchers, listeners. Thank you guys for watching. Follow me at, at Bible Brianda. Yeah, yeah. Bible Brianda. That's Brianna with a D. If you want to like let them know how to spell that and whatever or put my info somewhere. Yeah, yeah, I will. I have a I have a podcast called Bible Stories with Brianda. It's on YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud. What's your social media handle? At Bible Brianda. B-I-B-L-E-B-R-I-A-N-D-A. And then from there you can find my personals, but that's just Is key. that correct? Yes, Bible Brianda. Oh, that's cool. What a cool little feature. Yeah, you should use StreamYards if you if you're recording from home. It's really cool. Oh, but cool. it's yeah. Twitch, so like you can live stream on Twitch. Oh, I'm definitely gonna hit you up for more information on this because I do want to get on Twitch. You should definitely, and there's, a, I'm sure, like there's many Christians on Twitch who would love to hear the word from you. Oh, you know? oh my gosh! Please, girl, I'll be emailing you. I'm telling you, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not I'm not about how many do you mind me asking how many Twitcher what are they called Twitter Twitchers no followers I don't know. followers so how many followers do you have if you don't mind me asking like I'm nearly seventy thousand okay girl that yeah wrestling solid trust me wrestling is life listen you okay girl I'll see you thank you so much Deanda I really appreciate you and I will definitely catch up with you soon and i can't wait for you to come on twitch i'll be your first subscriber trust me oh i'm gonna do it i'm gonna about uh, 2022 i'm gonna do it for sure like it's yeah. happening you should definitely all right and i wish you a great day thank you so much take care thank you bye guys bye. okay thank you everyone that was the amazing bible stories with brianda make sure you guys follow her on social media it is at bible brianza and check out her youtube channel and podcast which you can find on itunes spotify everywhere it is bible stories with brianza hey yo check it out it's the kid and thank you all for listening to this week's episode of vocal minds with sophia, sophia. you can find this podcast on spotify Google Play, Amazon Music, and now on iTunes, all right? Follow her on both Instagram and Twitter under Vocal Mind Sophia. And don't forget to tell a friend about the podcast. Matter of fact, tell all your friends about the podcast. What are you waiting for? Honestly. <laughs>